0: Welcome back to the American Sojourners Podcast. As always, I'm here with my friend Nathan. Hey. And uh, we got to figure out a better intro because like we've done this like 15 times and that's literally how it goes every time. Just a little... Hey. Hi. Hey, I'm Nate. Anyways, um, so last week we had started our series on the Constitution. Mm-hmm. We did the preamble and uh, we're going to go with that. But this week, Nate, why don't you tell everybody what we got going on?
1: Yeah, so across from us at our producer's apartment, we have Autumn and Kate Kelly.
2: Hey, hi.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this week we're taking a little break from the Constitution series to discuss feminism. Siri didn't get that. Siri did you didn't, get get that. <laughs> so you didn't understand. So, uh, Joe, if you want to go ahead and start us off.
0: Yeah. So we have Kate and Autumn here. They are fellow boy students. Um, Autumn I just know as a singer in dorm meeting band. Yep, that's pretty much
2: <laughs> the only thing people that's know me as here.
0: <laughs> and Kate and I actually get to know each other a little bit more because we're actually both in the same degree program, philosophy, politics, and economics. Yep. So.
3: It's the best.
0: Yep. So, why don't you guys introduce yourselves a little bit more because I was pretty, uh, bare <laughs> boned.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, I'm Caitlin. I am number two in the Kelly family. Um, I'm a junior at Boyce, and we are from Albuquerque, New Mexico. And, yeah, we're really excited to be here.
2: Uh, I'm Autumn. <laughs> I am the, the firstborn of the Kelly family. And, yeah, so I'm in my senior year at Boyce, and I'm in the music and worship Uh, degree. Just really fun, and I've really enjoyed it, just being here. Um, Yeah, excited to be here.
0: Awesome. Are you guys ready to talk about feminism? Yeah, very (laughs) excited. So we wanted to do this episode because we think it's something very important to talk about, Um, because in our culture, like, there's just there's a push for like what feminism and what women are supposed to look like now and today. Um, but I feel like we're getting veered off of what the Bible has said. So, Nate, why don't you
1: Lead them in. Yeah, so we were, um, when we were talking about what to talk about. You guys brought up a good little passage that every voice man is looking for. In a certain thing. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> and it is Very a Proverbs true. Proverbs 31 woman. Yes. So I guess we could just start by diving into that. When you think Proverbs 31, what do you
2: think about? It? So, obviously, Proverbs 31, um, most people think of what kind of woman the Lord is calling his women to be like. Um, so especially when you guys asked us to do this podcast with you, um, even before then I had been meditating a lot on Proverbs 31, specifically how it pertains to single women. So because God has given us scripture, not just in a very specific time of life, but in all areas of our life. And so I've just been meditating on, Uh, the verses specifically 10 through 31, just how can I apply these truths to my life even though I'm not married and I'm not dating anybody. So I've been looking at it through that lens. Um, So, yeah.
0: Thank you, Josiah Bland. Uh, In the background. (laughs) 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 Keep going, Autumn, I apologize. No, you're good. So...
1: (laughs)
2: Sorry. So, um some verses that specifically have been standing out to me um are verse 13. It says she selects wool and flax and works with willing hands. And then if you go down to 15, it says she rises while it's still night and provides food for her household and portions for her female servants. So I read that and I'm thinking, well, I don't have my own household and I don't have female servants. So how does this apply to me? So I just thought about it a bit more, and it kind of made me realize and be convicted about the fact that it's talking about how she's spending her time. So she's waking up early, she's going to bed late, and she's doing it to make sure that her household is provided for. It's those people that have been put in her care. So the female servants have been put in her care as has the rest of her household. So that just convicted me, and I thought, how am I spending my time? Um, and am I using my time for selfish reasons and serving myself and doing what I want to do? Um, or am I using it for the purpose of serving the people that have been put in my life? So I yeah. think also in our culture today, there's a huge emphasis of either
3: working really hard or laziness and just accepting when we give up our time to do what we want like I'm just gonna sit here and watch Netflix is a very normal thing to say and it's very accepting and yes Netflix is very helpful and we need to rest but I think that we're so accepting of our lazy state and I remember our youth pastor in high school saying laziness is a sin and i am was so surprised that he said it so openly, but it was so helpful. And I think she, when it says in verse 15, she rises when it's yet night and provides food for her household. It's just, it's looking forward to what we have in front of us, to the work that we have and not just accepting that maybe we're bored. And I think striving to glorify God and what we have in front of us.
0: Or even just like, cause it says like she rises like, well, it is still nighttime, time. Like, I had a thought, like, she's, like, getting up and moving with purpose. Right. Like, it's not like oh, yeah. yeah. uh, totally. Monday morning, like, kind of fall out of bed and, like, let me go get my coffee going because, like, I can't function, which I can't. Right. Like, yeah, I can't Same. Function. I was going <laughs> to say, coffee <laughs> is a necessity yeah. most of the time.
3: <laughs>
2: yes. Yeah. It's okay to rely on coffee a little bit.
3: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I think waking up and knowing that we are made to work, that this isn't just us wasting our days away and being upset that we have to work but glorifying the lord in the day that he's given us yeah so
2: yeah
0: so how else um like you guys have mentioned that you grew up in a homeschool environment yeah. and um and then like in private school so like walk us yeah. through that what was what is kind of that like as a young woman growing up being homeschooled
3: yeah
1: well, was I the would second. say
3: I was the, I'm the second kid, and I'm a second kid through and through. I try to work very hard, but working is not as easy as playing. And when I was yeah. homeschooled, man, those fun days of getting to play was more fun than doing school. So I think growing up homeschooled taught me what working hard looks like. We had to get our work done, and my mom would often let me wait until 11 o'clock to start my school but then I'd be working all night and it you weren't done until it was done so I think growing up not loving to do school would rather be doing other things taught me the importance of getting my work done and seeing that um, working hard doesn't necessarily mean that you have to miss out on stuff but that you're working hard so that you can do other things so Right now at Boyce, if you see me outside in Honeycutt, I'm probably doing my homework. But that's because I really want to talk to people and get my homework done at the same time. (laughs) It's definitely multitasking, which is not always the best idea and not as efficient. But sometimes you have to do like meet in the middle of, okay, I'm going to get my work done, but I'm also going to see people and kind of knowing, yeah, how you work best and also striving to get yourself done and not just accepting laziness.
2: Yeah, I think for me, um, something I learned a lot about in being homeschooled was um, just that you're with your family a lot of the time of the day. You don't get out to do a lot of things. Uh, You're kind of just home doing school, just doing the next thing that you need to do. And sometimes that can provide some opportunities to differ on some things with your family members or to get in little arguments about things or just push each other's buttons. Um, and just having that time where you're forced to be together all the time, uh, it, it makes you have to serve the other person. Um, I think being homeschooled, um, and thankfully my, my parents were, our parents were very, they're, they're just really great. The Lord has blessed us with really good parents that have taught us that um, our siblings are our best friends. And we're not going to they're not less important than getting this toy that we wanted or getting our own way in this situation. And I think that's a life lesson that's honestly taught me so much even through now is like even if you are dealing with a difficult person in life, are you dying to yourself and seeking to love that other person more, or are you seeking to love yourself more and get what you want out of that circumstance?
1: Yeah, I think that's that's a good point. Uh, y'all see in this Proverbs thirty-one that this woman is like just a servant, right? And yeah, That's, that's yeah. Like the biggest part of dying to yourself mm-hmm. and being that servant. Yeah. But uh, so with the homeschool point, did you guys still face like the cultural challenges that like came with that? with more, like the cultural
2: homeschool challenges
1: yeah. or like no worldly, like cultural worldly
0: challenges worldly in the
3: world today
0: because like I grew up in public school and yeah. uh, so mm-hmm. like we we're very in tune with what like the culture was sure. like telling us to be does that yeah. reach did that reach you guys or do you still kind of face these sort of challenges
2: sure. I feel like a lot of those uh, cultural challenges came more through TV, um, and music, um, we were still
3: pretty, like
2: we had Instagram, we had things to be connected to what was happening, but we weren't completely blocked off we from, blocked from, off from people. <laughs>
3: um, but I think that our parents were really thoughtful about what we were taking in also. So I think there was a bit of a balance. We probably compared to other people were pretty sheltered, but I wouldn't say that we were uninformed.
2: Yeah. I think one of the biggest, um, cultural things that we came up against not necessarily against but things that we saw a lot just even within the church were the way that people did dating in middle school high school um and I think a lot of girls put a lot of their identity in either who they were dating or just that they were dating um and there wasn't purpose in in the dating or even just I mean, not to completely bash dating in high school, but what is, can? Sure. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean,
0: but- <laughs> yeah, I
2: will. I mean, are you going to get married in high school? Probably not. Are you just then going to date for three years, four years, five years? I don't know. So um, I think that was one of the biggest cultural things that we came up against, but it was really helpful to have our parents just help us think through Um right. So this is the way that you can interact with with guy friends. What's a good model for interacting with guys, but in ways that's not going to, that's not flirtatious and that's not that's not rude either.
3: And this is not to say either that we did
2: it right. Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs)
3: Messed up.
2: I was so I
0: was so rude as a child.
3: (laughs) It's amazing we are friends. Yeah, Uh,
0: but yeah. Um, So, was there anything else within Proverbs 31 or, like, any other scriptures that, like, you guys hold to, kind of just specifically as girls? Like, I'm not saying, like, there's obviously a ton of amazing scripture to help us through life, Mm -hmm. but being that our theme is, like, women. um, Yeah. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Well, in verse 26 of Proverbs 31, it says... Um, Her mouth speaks wisdom and loving instruction is on her tongue. That's something that has been super helpful for me. I tend to be a bit of a talker, a person who gets in trouble with their words. And so it's always so encouraging how scripture is so clear in how we speak. Mm -hmm. And I think it is so clear um, to other people when someone is godly by the way that they talk. Mm -hmm. And so I think something that I learned a lot over the summer was just what it looks like to be gentle and kind and yet be an outspoken person. Yeah. Like there's just a gentleness that comes when um, someone is willing to listen. I think so much of wisdom is shown by just sitting and listening to people rather than spewing all your thoughts. So I think that's one thing that I learned a lot about, and a verse that is super helpful just being thoughtful with our. With our words and being caring towards others, because they're so easy to just either show pride
2: or just be uncaring. Yeah, I think I think this is probably just across the board a um, something that women struggle with in gender in general, not so much um, just right. our generation today. But gossip is a real thing, and it is it's it is hard. it's sin, and I don't think we address it as such very often, or at least we don't use the word when we know we're doing it. Um, And women are very good at talking, just in general. We like to analyze things. We like to (laughs) talk about... about,
3: It's about someone you don't necessarily prefer.
2: Yeah. So we like to do all of the circles and just, just... Pour everything out, cause you know we just got to vent. Process. We just need to process, oh. and we just need to get it out. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know <laughs> I'm hurtful in saying this, but I just need to say it.
3: Right. I'll feel so much better when yeah, it's out in the open. So much, yes. Exactly, so unkind.
2: but that is gossip, and I am I'm telling myself this as I'm talking that it's it's not loving to put other people down um, or to speak rudely about other people because that's not how. First of all, that's not how Christ talked about his people, which is amazing. He dealt with so many crazy people in his ministry. And so, uh, you know, just so many people that were sinners and that were just really dim-witted and didn't understand what he was doing. Um, And yet he's so patient with them and he doesn't say things like, well, you're stupid and you don't know what you're talking about. Or and now I can't I'm
3: go talk to the disciples about how bad you are. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
2: yeah. So I think this verse specifically in Proverbs 31 really addresses the fact that they, I mean, God's woman is to both speak and to listen. So her mouth speaks wisdom and loving instruction is on her tongue. So I think women, Christian women, need to be seeking how to encourage each other in wisdom so it says loving instruction so that doesn't mean we have to teach everybody all the time but if you can be encouraging one another in just the beauty of the gospel that's what we're called to do
1: right yeah that's good stuff um so i guess we can kind of like close this out with a little testimony yeah so whichever one of you wants to go first I've been talking more. Okay.
3: Um, so I became a Christian at the end of eighth grade. We grew up in a Christian family, and I always heard the gospel growing up, but I think it was in eighth grade when it finally became clear to me that um, I couldn't fix my own sin. I just kind of struggled with pride, and I thought I was good enough, and then it came to the point where I kept saying things that, made me look better than other people, seemed like I knew what I was talking about. And I remember my dad saying to me, okay, we've had this problem too many times, and now we're going to talk about how you're going to fix it. And I remember thinking, oh, shoot, I don't know how. <laughs> and so um, that night after my dad told me that, we went to women's Bible study where the gospel was preached, and it was just so amazing that Jesus had done it all. I couldn't do anything um, his blood was the only way I could be made right with him. And yeah, I couldn't have chosen him. I tried so many times to just be like, okay, I'll just rehearse the gospel to myself a few times. And maybe I'll feel better once it's once I've told myself truth. doesn't work like that if you just keep trusting in yourself. So I think it was really just the Lord's work that... There's nothing I can do to be saved. And I think that's when the gospel finally clicked in my head that I couldn't do anything.
0: Autumn?
2: Yeah, so um, I grew up in the same family as Caitlin did, actually. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so grew up in a Christian family. <laughs> um, yeah, so I heard the gospel preached to me through my whole life. Um, I remember being very aware of my sin at a very early age. Um, and even today, I have to be, I have to fight the the thoughts of thinking my sin is just too much for Jesus to carry. Um, so I was very aware of that back then. Um, and I don't really know exactly when I became a Christian, but the Lord was very faithful just to keep me Uh, asking a lot of questions of my parents and doing a lot of reading. Um, And it wasn't until reading Philippians actually, um, and seeing Paul's witness of being in jail, like kind of the worst circumstance you could be in. Um, And he has complete joy in who Jesus is and that he gets to be a witness to that gospel. And I just remember crying because I was just so amazed that Jesus had loved me. And I, I felt like, I could explode of, like, I have to go tell somebody about this. This is so amazing. Yeah. And that's when I really experienced the, um, not just I know all these truths about Jesus, but I believe these truths, and I know that that is my only hope in life and death.
0: Awesome. And uh, to kind of build off of that, what, what brought you guys to the boys, besides just, like, being an amazing just Bible college?
2: Yeah. Uh, so our— <laughs> Yes. Exactly. Authentic
0: biblical community. Yeah.
2: Um, our dad is on the, the Gospel Coalition Council. So he's on on campus just a lot of the time with meetings and stuff. So it was my junior year of high school that we came and visited, um, for me to look at anyway, um, possibly Kate and Jilly too. Uh, and I just kind of fell in love with it. And, yeah, yeah. so we're here. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, awesome. Cool. All right, so uh, any last little closing remarks?
2: I, I would say, <laughs> say, yes, I would say just continue to keep looking at Scripture and wrestling with it. Yeah. So don't just read Proverbs 31 and be like, okay, so I will do those things and apply that to yeah. my life Try when I'm, or just like when I'm, a, when I'm married. Oh, because right. this doesn't just apply to you when you're married. So continue to wrestle with it, study it, and pray about it. Um, yeah, because the Lord... The Lord does, um, he gives us wisdom in, in reading his word and he encourages us through it. And that's how we have life. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Kate, is there any other little
2: last? Um,
3: not really. I would just build on what Autumn said of, I think something that someone used to always tell us is you'll never be what you're not becoming. So I think off of what Autumn was saying, do it now, really do it now. Get to know the word more. You'll... Grows so much just by starting to read your Bible, and if you hope to be a godly grandma one day, well, you should start being a godly woman. Be being a godly woman right now. Yeah. So. I've got yeah. some
0: advice from my mentor. We talk about, oh, just like preparing to be just a husband and a father and stuff like that. And it's just like you're not gonna, you're not just gonna start. Right. Reading. Like yeah. If you're not on the word every day right now, if you're not setting up these habits right now. Exactly. Once you just, yeah, once you walk down the aisle, you're not just yep. to like, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm going to be a godly husband. Yeah. It's exactly. Like Those are really good. That's a really good reminder um, of everything. Um, we really appreciate you guys coming on.
3: Thanks for having us. This yeah, has been great.
0: Sure. Um, me and Nate didn't do a ton of talking, but I think given sorry. the theme, <laughs> given sorry. the theme of feminism, I don't know if Nate really, Nate and I really had much to, <laughs> <laughs> much to drop on. Um, yeah, thank you for taking the time here. Uh, Nate, do you want to do our shameless plugs, bro? Oh, <laughs> alright. Alright,
1: plug time. We got Grant Billings of the producer, Grant Pappy Podcast still? Grant Pappy Podcast. Spoiler alert, still. What's the player get? TBD. Uh, we got The Counterculturalist is on kind of like a hiatus right now. So, not much coming out of that. Oh, that's right. right. Jordan just put out Jordan something. Paulson. Jordan Jordan Palsen joined the Uh We got the merch up. We got the Facebook group up. Yes. We have the Facebook group for Grandpappy Podcast. Am I missing any? I. Yeah, I don't think so.
0: Um, I mean, we got our Instagram page. It's, We're trying to get more active, you guys. It's um, we both work and go to school full time. So both times. It's, it's tough to want to do, like, full-time podcasts, but, like, we're trying to get more active. Um, Once again, thank you, Kate and Autumn, for joining us. We yeah, really appreciate it. thank us. you. Um, it was nice having you on just as, as sisters in Christ, like, just talking with you guys on campus. Like, this was truly a pleasure to sit down and just kind of get to know you guys better um, and just tackle this thing that we call feminism. Anyways, <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. And uh, so, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, yeah.